All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Right. Do a quick recap here. One win in their first five games. McDavid out of the lineup. Every team, every fan to receive complimentary kick in the nuts at the Heritage Classic. <laughs> oh, damn. That's a new one. Let's get into it with the lead. <laughs> And they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? What the hell's happening? I was so excited to hear what you had prepared for the lead, and that delivered. Oh, brutal. Waz, you can come take your glasses back. <laughs> also, you need new glasses. Waz has been walking into walls, actually, since Tyler took those right. glasses. I don't think Waz... I didn't take his hearing aids. He, he, he went to the other studio. He couldn't see a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, welcome into a Monday edition of Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio and live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino YouTube chat is bumping. Wise Kyle's in McDavid injury. Oils fans, ah, ah, so Kyle said. Well, I think, well said. I think it's very accurate. <laughs> Before we get too far into these things, we need 97 likes. Minimum today. Mm-hmm. We have to manifest this every single day this week. Mm-hmm. The light goal will be 97 until we see that man back. I know yeah. we'll get into it later. But um, I hope you all liked my lead. It came to me today while I was standing in the shower this morning. And Stand. I was like, <laughs> all right, sorry. Usually I just throw a chair in the middle. Um, I was sitting there. I was like, boy, this season's my morning been a real. Bath this morning. <laughs> I wake up at 5 a.m. and I bath for one hour. It's where, all, it's where I get all my best ideas. Um, yeah, I was just, I was like, man, this season's been a real kick in the nuts. And I was like, boy, can you imagine if this season was just a kick in the nuts? <laughs> kind of feels that way, doesn't it, Oilers fans? Um, welcome into the show. We have a good amount to dig into today. Uh, we're going to have our weekend recap. Kyle says, rest in peace to Tyler's parlay yesterday. Yeah, pretty sure that went over three. So, what was the parlay? Remember my teaser, Lions, Bills, oh, yeah. uh, Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, the Bills, you say, do you, young Tyler? <laughs> you can't even talk shit about me because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were fair. in our group chat yesterday being like, honestly, I kind of hope the Patriots lose. <laughs> I said I wanted Mac Jones to drive the entire way of the field, get down to the one, throw a pick, don't get too crazy. I want Caleb Williams. Mm. 
There you go. Um, Yeah, we'll do that. Weekend recap. Matt Larkin's going to swing by on the Star Mechanical guest line in a little bit as well. He's going to take us around the NHL, but also give us hopefully like a calming outsider perspective on the Oilers. He's a Leafs guy. so Yeah, that's uh, one thing Mm -hmm. he could give us like a neutral perspective of what this team is. But I think we've got a pretty good idea of who we are. And we kind of know that we're all in a tough spot, I guess you could say. In a bit of a jam, yeah, Liam. A bit of a jam. Bit of a jam. <laughs> That's a nice way to put that. Uh, let's break down that game, though, against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday. But uh, we're, we're starting with the big news. Y'all got the alert yesterday. Honestly, when I saw it come across my phone, I was like, ooh, is Twitter sending me like a weird notification from a fake account? Double-checked everything, and it was like, okay, one to two weeks. Like, that's not bad. Like it could have been worse. It could have been like, he needs hip surgery. It's four months. And that probably sinks your season to some extent, especially when you're one and three, if you were four and one and you lose McDavid, you're kind of like, ah, that's why you build up some wins early on, whatever. Right. Um, Losing in one to two weeks at first, I was like, you know what? You can live with that. I don't think it's going to be two weeks. Well, and then I remembered, (laughs) oh shit, the heritage classics in a week. Oh yeah. I wonder if this maybe isn't, and this is 100% me coping. This is not me reporting in any way. I'm coping. I sat there and was like, Oilers giving us a little theater. Mm -hmm. They know it's only going to be a week. It's not that bad. He didn't go down the tunnel. He stayed on the bench. He went for a skate. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Maybe the Oilers just want us to do a little, ooh, is he playing Heritage Classic? Oh, Friday when the team goes for their skate, he's out there. He looks good. Is he going to, oh my God, McDavid's on the ice for warmups. Giddy up. Here we go. And then he's out there for the game and it's his big thing. They announce him in the starting lineup. Commonwealth goes absolutely bananas. I love when Tyler copes because that helped me cope right there. You're right. That is what's going to happen. So yeah, we're just, we're going to hold on to that. Well, I just like to be real about it too. Like, <laughs> no, no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> this was going to be longer than the heritage classic. They would have just said he's out for two weeks. Yeah. They don't give us said, the hope. They wouldn't have just said, Hey, he's a week away or a week or two away. Right? David like, will miss a minimum of two weeks. They would have said like, like weeks a week or some yeah. BS like that. Right. But it one was to two weeks, one to two weeks or one week mm. away. Look, mm. like you said, I think what you said then was a great point. Uh, mm. McDavid didn't mm. leave the bench. He was just there. What's going on? <laughs> We're coping. I'm usually the one that goofs around on the show. I was such a roll. Oh, go on. Sorry, I totally threw you off there. <laughs> Makes you think. God, rolls hey, Connor McDavid, we know this about the man. He's he's not human. He heals differently yep. than other people. This was proven to us in that awesome documentary about his leg and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm no mathematician. But seven days from Saturday, the game's on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the numbers do line up. Did Not you, six uh, days in a week. Did you see the lines that Gregor put out the last time McDavid was hurt? Did you see that tweet from Gregor? I'll find it. Okay, I'll pull it up in. for us. I'll bring it in. Okay, I got it right here. So no, I, I want I want to give okay, the visual. It is, I want to give the visual. It's quite the visual. hilarious. Mm-hmm. And this team, I think he said they went like they went over five hundred, whatever it was. So it sucks. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that. The post game yeah. show was awesome today. We know him. We didn't know what happened with McDavid, but um, upper body injury, which is kind of weird because it's clearly a middle body injury. <laughs> well, but, like hip is just some people think it's an ass injury, oblique. Okay, um, some people think it's a hip problem. It's, some people think it's his lower back. Lower back is still upper body. It's true. That's why I'm saying middle body. <laughs> mm-hmm. Middle body injury. No, fact, fact. Speculating again. What's that Brian Windhorst meme? Why would they, why would they say seven weeks exactly seven days before the Heritage Classic? <laughs> Think about that. Think about Dude. that. Think about that. Uh, Lyle is in. I just want a healthy Connor. Please do not rush this guy back. No, rush him back for the Heritage Classic. Um, Lance, Aaron's better at math than Tai Tai. Probably low bar. Hey. Daryl Sutter's in. Everyone relax. It's going to be a long season, and at least you're still employed. Good point, Daryl Sutter. Can I have a point, too. So, obviously, this guy is falling right now. What it is. One, three, and one. Yeah. The Calgary Flames were six and one to start the season last year and missed the playoffs. I just want to put it into perspective that, like, I get it. And we've both been on the show and freaked out in the first two weeks mm-hmm. of the season. It's not all bad. I yeah. know everything seems like shit right now. But, like, if you put it into a weekly basis, the Oilers went 1-1-1 one, one, and one last week. Yeah. They got, got three points out of three out of 
Nine. Three games. Um, to put a bow on this, again, can McDavid recover in time? Yes, he's a freak. To test whether or not he can, in an effort to get Waz on the show more, we are going to rip his oblique apart <laughs> and then just see how long it takes him to be back to normal. <laughs> Yeah, he's down. He, he can't yeah, see. Dead. He can't see. You have his glasses. He couldn't, he couldn't yeah, he hey, glasses I, I got the lineup. All right. Oh, so this was the lineup. Show. Liam, you can take us through it. The last time the Oilers didn't have Connor McDavid. Look so we got top line of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Dry Saddle, and Yamamoto. That would be similar <laughs> to this, probably. Second line, Josh Archibald, Riley Shahan, Zach Cassian, who I believe all three of them are no longer in the NHL, but still age eligible. Mm-hmm. Dujak Kobe Cave. Um, what was still above AD? What, Patrick Russell? Yeah, I would have been Patty Russ. Um, Our Danish Sam, prince. Sam Ganyu signed an AHL deal today. Yeah. Gaetan Haas and uh, the PTO master, the original answer, Alex Chason. Blue line is not too bad. Nurse, Bear, Clefbaum, Lawson, uh, Caleb Jones, Matt Bennon, and Mike Smith. The others went 500 and better without McDavid in this lineup. Things like, I'm I'm just trying to remember how they ever went 500 with McDavid in this lineup. I, yeah. That sucks. That is so terrible. This makes me feel better about what we'll be running on They Tuesday. had to have been missing someone else other than McDavid, right? Pouliot? Pouliot? No, he would have been bought out. They bought him out like after the playoff run. Maroon? Uh, I think he was gone already too. Like this roster sucked. The Oilers <laughs> line up now. Do we have the DFO lines? Yep. Like much better. Much, much better. So what year would that have been? Would have been 2020. So these are projected. We don't know With for Connor. sure. But there's no 97 on there. No 97 on there. Um, yes, we know they don't wear the orange jerseys anymore. Uh, stop bugging us about it. We don't make this. Yanmark is also now 26. He's now 28. <laughs> yeah. It's 13. Um, yeah, this lineup doesn't look good. And the other thing that's shitty is the Oilers don't have the ability to recall anyone because, again, they're not putting McDavid on LTIR. Yes. Probably another sign. Seven days for the Heritage Classic. Why are they not putting McDavid on LTIR? Think about that. Think uh, the about Oilers that. did rotate in a couple of other forwards during this period, too, when McDavid was out. Just Jason Greger has this in an article yeah. on Oilers Nation. Tyler Benson rotated into the top six. Nice. Where was James Neal? Uh must have been injured too. He wasn't in the squad. And Marcus Grandland rotated into the bottom six. Our good friend Dry line. Toast. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, the Oilers in this period, they beat Chicago 5-3, lost 3-1 to Tampa Bay. You want to understand the cup, yeah? Uh, beat Florida 4-1, beat Carolina 4-3. These are all on the road, by the way. And dogs. Uh, lost to Boston 2-1 in overtime. And then lost to Minnesota 5-3. Well, they got to play Minnesota tomorrow. Yeah, that's, I mean, unbelievable run by the boys there. Yeah, so uh, as you can see here on this board, a lot of things not going well for the Oilers. 27th in goals against. Power plays fifth. That's going Let's good. Go. But they're 1-3-1. and one. Uh, Not good enough. Our pal QF Pro is in hot take. Now's a good time to send Ernie down and call up Lavoie. Probably. I would agree. I, like... I just can they don't know what that? more Ernie can give us. And and that's I think he's been relatively fine. Like he's been okay. But you don't stand there and think like like Derek Ryan the other day when they played Philly. He had his one moment of the game where he drew the power play. Mm-hmm. Ultimately allowed a shorthanded goal against, but that's besides the point. And then Matthias Yamark's had a couple of moments here and there in games. Ernie's not doing enough with the puck to be in the lineup often enough, but I don't mind the James Hamlin idea here as well. Like the Oilers do have a few bodies in the American league that could come up and play a few games. Yeah. A new body who probably won't be ready by Sunday, but is heading down to Bakersfield is Sam Gagne Mm. announced earlier today that Sam Gagne has officially signed an American hockey league contract and will be going down to Bakersfield. Um, Again, I think a big reason for this, you don't just want to give him an NHL deal before he's fully ready to go. And then you don't want to have to like send him through waivers or whatever already. Mm-hmm. So Gagne has got the AHL deal. He's going down to Baco. He will wear number 89 with the yes. Bakersfield Condors and start to get into some game action here at some point, which is a great sign because again, they clearly don't trust Lavoie, don't want Lavoie up here, but I do think they need to start getting some more speed and offense in their bottom six. Gagne, maybe not speed, but he can at least give you offense and the ability to make plays. So. Yeah, he's got a bit of bit of jam still left in him, but good for good for Gagne to come back from his hip surgery and go down. And, I think Bakersfield Condors won over the weekend yep. too. So 
Yeah, we'll see. Hey, Gags was here do. last time Connor was hurt. He's on that lineup. <laughs> that is Let's true. go. Why not? He's been through the ringer before. There was, what would there be? There would just be News Dry and I guess Gone. Nurse. If, gone nurse. Yeah. That would be it. Yep. I guess we should have just looked. <laughs> yeah, we can just eye it up here. Um, uh, so, well, Miko yeah. would have been the backup. Yeah, Miko would have been the backup. What there. A time. So, you know, things are not great. Uh, but here's kind of a point I want to make, and it, it ties into a little game recap of uh, of Saturday night. They are very unlucky right now. Oh, I don't even feel like that much of a homer saying that because if you go follow stats, people, all that stuff, they all say the same thing. The Oilers are not getting a lot of bounces at this current moment. Now, some of it is self-inflicted. Stuart Skinner, stay in your net. Darnell Nurse, you see your goalie floating up. Skate harder. Yeah. That was not a one-dimensional issue. That was a lot of things going wrong. But there's a lot of shit not going their way. The Edmonton Oilers at 5-on-5 five five outshot the Winnipeg Jets 32-14. to 14. The scoring chances were 19-9. to 9. The high-danger attempts were 10-3. to 3. I don't even want to hear shit about the defense being bad. Because it wasn't. Awesome. That's a Jets team that's top five in shots generated at five on five so far this season. The Oilers came in and held them to 14 five on five shots in 43 minutes of five on five hockey. That is impressive. The Oilers almost got a shot or three shots every four minutes would have been the rate. That's a lot of shots. Their effort wasn't even a problem against the Jets. No. I liked the effort. That was good. They just needed a bounce. They probably had to play someone not named Connor Hellebuck. Just like the Saturday before that, they probably just had to not play someone named Casey DeSmith who happened to stand on his head for 60 minutes. If they keep playing the way they have on the last or on the first two Saturdays of the season, they are going to be so fine. At some point, they will win six or seven in a row. At some point, they will get the bounces. I'm not actually freaking out that hard about one, three and one right now. It sucks mm-hmm. in the moment when you watch Shifley score an OT, you're like, damn, it stings, but it they'll be okay. That's my sobering Monday morning view. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when you, when you look through it as well, like three of the last four games for the Oilers have been right in their own hands and just small mistakes have, have led to them losing hockey games. And it is very unfortunate, obviously what Skinner decided to do. Like, I don't know, there's got to be better com- communication there between him and nurse, but you can't just don't come out your crease like that. There's no mm-hmm. need for it. Right. Um, but I, I agree, Tyler. The Oilers absolutely dominated Winnipeg in the third period. They yeah. dominated them. The puck was in Winnipeg's end the entire time. I didn't look like obviously McDavid got hurt and it throws you out of a rhythm in overtime. Like I guarantee you there's probably as many fingers I have on this hand, the amount of times Drysdale and Ryan McLeod have practiced overtime together. Yeah. When, yeah, when like, Woodcroft tapped him on the back and was like, you, McLeod's like, me? <laughs> Connor's, Connor's right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, just, I just don't have the vision that the sky has fallen. I think the others have been incredibly unlucky. They haven't scored a third period goal. Mm. Like this team is not like that at all. Their goaltending is going to be fine. Skinner's not going to make mistakes either all the time. But Skinner also, just on a bit of a side note, I guess, like he's never really been that good at handling the puck. Someone should probably tell him to stop trying to handle the puck in certain situations. He's like, not so- Mike Smith where no. you, you kind of bite the bullet on the one mistake because you're getting 90 great plays yeah. around that mistake. He's not an elite puck mover yet. No, and so. there was a moment too. I think it was against New Jersey last year. He fumbled the puck behind the net. Yeah. Wasn't I think it was Dawson Mercer who scored. And it's just like, ugh, like it's not happening often, but it's mm. happening often enough that it's becoming a bit of an issue. And Skinner just don't, just don't do it. Rely on Nurse to come chill. back and get it. Chill. Because the thing is, Daddy too, chill. like, who was it? Vladin Nemestikov. <laughs> um, he's going to get the puck. He's yeah. probably not going to drive to the net because he's probably thinking, I'm going to try and kill his penalty in the corner because yep. Nurse is right there on me. Nurse is going to bust a gut to probably get the ball. At the, what's get, it called? What's what we're we talking about? Puck. Puck. Get the puck. <laughs> and it's just gonna ultimately just going to kill time off the power play <laughs> and then go from there. But yeah, it's just... Saturday wasn't as bad as some people were making it seem, but it's not going to be. After I slept on it, I was able to feel better. It was tough in the moment, right? Because you see Connor go down. That's the visual. You'd get that visual and Stuart Skinner. That sucks. That's all you can think about. Waking up Monday morning or Sunday morning. I did feel better. It's only a week. The Oilers have played fine. They've played well. This will turn around, but I am very interested to see Tyler. What our boy Leon Dreisaitl is made out of. 
because as a lot of Leafs fans this morning, let me know in the chat on Leafs Morning Take, we're going to see who's better, Austin Matthews or Leon Dreisel. Can he drive his own team was a lot of the chat I saw this yeah. morning. Hey, I, I believe in Leon Dreisaitl's ability to be a standalone star in this league. Me too. He I is. do not give in to the whole power play merchant, 97 mm. shooter kind of thing. Leon Dreisaitl is very good. And he should be coming into this stretch of games here, even if it might only be two games, going, hop on, boys. Let's get her done. And yeah. I, I think we saw that the last time Connor McDavid went down in that run where they had to start winning games. Dreisaitl was very, very good. Also, when I was thinking about this, because I knew we were going to talk about it. Do you remember last year they played a game against the Pittsburgh it's Penguins? Penguins. I was and McDavid that. went down and they were getting dummied in yes. that hockey game. I think they were down like 3-1 or something. It was, very, it was a very, very bad game. It was not a good game. And McDavid went down and Dreisaitl went and scored that beauty. Yep. Took over the game. The Oilers suddenly just a switch flipped. It was like, no Connor. We better all figure our shit out here because mm-hmm. we're gonna lose. Yeah. And they all, you know, they all raised their level of play. Drysidle was led the charge on that. So again, this Oilers team still has plenty of talent. They will be able to win hockey games. Craig says it in face in the Facebook. Drysidle is going to put this team on his back for the next two weeks, and I'm with you. I really think he will. I also think it's only going to be two games because he's probably going to play there. It's classic. Uh, a lot of people shitting on Nurse. Uh, oh yeah, oh buddy, let's go. Uh, Kelly's in the Facebook doing it. A couple people in the YouTube as well saying, you know, Doc is going to Doc. I I don't think you're really watching the games all that close right now. If you're really going to sit here and rip Darnell Nurse, honestly, I think you're just doing a lot of confirmation bias and nitpicking individual mistakes that every good defenseman makes at times. Yeah, that Preach. goal. Like a lot of people were doing the whole like I'm going to stand up for Skinner by trashing Nurse. They're both at fault to an extent. There, I am not excusing that bad play, but also Darnell Nurse has played back to back fantastic hockey games. Yeah, take the goal aside. Actually, he's played three straight fantastic hockey games against Philly. Him and Cece, I think, were the only pairing not on the ice for a goal. Yeah, against Nashville, he was excellent. And then he turns in a really, really good performance against Winnipeg where he scores. Scored. <laughs> and again, Darnell Nurse takes a lot of tough matchups. Darnell Nurse plays a lot of minutes. He's played 92 minutes and 55 seconds at five on five this year. The Oilers have 63% of the shot attempts when he's on the ice in that span. That's pretty good. I like, I'm trying to get you the goal here, but it's, do you know what to, I'm not going to get it quick enough, but Kelly in the chat, you were last week too, and you just crapped on this as well. If you go back and look at that goal, the reason Nurse kind of holds up is because Skinner is halfway to the park. Yeah, like, like he's, he's caught no man's like, land. What am I going to do? Sk- Donnell Nurse is like well in the path to get that puck, and then all of a sudden he sees his goalie and he's like, "Well, now I have to protect the net. Otherwise, I'm just going to collide with our goalie and make the net completely open." Yeah. Like that's not his fault. Like he's such an easy guy to pick on every single week, and I'm not saying he doesn't make mistakes. He he does. I think mm-hmm. it was the the first game of the season against Winnipeg. Uh, Vancouver, yeah. sorry, he made one, but he's like. He's bet, better more often than he's worse. People, and you know what? We've done this with a lot of defensemen in this city. Granted, it's often lowercase defensemen. I remember this happened with Matt Benning, where he'd go out there for a week and play really good hockey. Then he'd have one turnover and Twitter and social media, all that in the fan base. Not an NHL defenseman. This guy can't play, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes we just, we get a little bit too obsessed with eating our own. Darnell Nurse has been very good this year. And if, if, if you can't see it, if you're not seeing it, if you're choosing to reject facts, I don't know what to tell you anymore. You're never going to flip around on the guy and you're going to be miserable for the next seven seasons because Darnell Nurse isn't going anywhere. So yep. you, you might as well start to find the positives in his game. And there are a lot of them if you choose to look for them. So I don't know. I don't, you know, it's all the little things he could work on, but it seems like he can't fix them. I'm not sure how many little things there are for him to fix. I think largely he's a damn good NHL defenseman. And we're going to move on from there because we have to get to our, our Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that is making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever your travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Moment of the game's offense from the defense, Liam. Mm-hmm. Darnell Nurse opens the scoring bullet to the top corner. Evan Bouchard with a Bouch bomb on the power play. The Oilers needed a boost. They needed to start on the right foot in that hockey game. They did it because a couple of D-men chipped in. I love to see it. 
yeah, that was a, a really positive start from from two guys who probably needed to to get mm-hmm. their offensive game going, especially Bouchard. And mm-hmm. we looked back at it on the the post game show, but the movement of the power play, if you go back and lock, like they were able to drag Connor Hellebuck all over yeah, the place, crazy. and then it just left a wide open net for Bouchard to to slide one in. So that was a great start to the game. My Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Boy, you didn't leave me too many, Tyler. Actually, I'm going to give one. And this is a, a bit of an obscure one. But when Brett Kulak came flying <laughs> and absolutely hammered that puck at like 96 oh, yeah. miles per hour, that just made me laugh. Hey, that Liam, was, uh, what's that, that Brett moment. Kulak photo behind your head over you know there? This little guy? Oh, my God. Let's take a peek. Does that say sign to Aaron on that That does thing? say to Aaron. That's right, it does. That's right, it does. There you go. He gave me a personalized one. My moment of the game, it has to be. So Vander Kane getting in that scrap. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. everything I wanted, everything I was looking forward to and talking about. Now, his comments at the intermission, just maybe leave that part out. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I feel like, and I said this before, Vander Kane's, I feel like on his mouth might just get in the way. But like, even at the beginning of the year, he said the, oh, we're 32 out of 32. The sky's falling. Which sure, at that moment, whatever, it's sarcastic, whatever. But if you keep losing games, they're going to grab that clip and they're going to bring it out and they're going to throw it there. And it's just, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. I feel like very similarly to his clips after Vegas game two last year. Yeah. He said, F around and find out. And then the Oilers didn't want another game. (laughs) So if you missed it, Evander Kane gets in his fight, second intermission. He's the walk off interview with Scott Oak. And he says, quote, I didn't play much in the first period, so I figured I might as well get into a fight and take seven or eight minutes in the box. The tone of that, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's struggling right now. Not a lot of things are going his way on the ice. I thought Saturday was actually a pretty good effort from Evander Kane, and I, I am encouraged. Best one of the year. I'm encouraged by the duo of him and Connor Brown together, but I'm a little bit concerned that we're, uh, and this has always been the knock on him, when he gets comfortable, this stuff kind of starts to happen. The, his run in San Jose started beautifully. Joe Thornton picked him up at the airport and all, <laughs> all these good veterans. And he came out, he popped whatever, 30 goals or at a 30 goal pace. And it was like, this guy, what a steal by the Sharks. What a good deal. And then he got comfortable. The vets left. We know what happened in San Jose. I don't think it's going to get that bad here in Edmonton because... He's got a damn good chance to win a Stanley Cup. He's got a damn good chance to score 30 plus goals every season here. Mm. But I don't like what I'm seeing right now. And uh, to steal a line from my old friend, Low Tide, the problem is you develop a past. And as much Ooh, as, and as, bars. well, right, like as much <laughs> as this maybe isn't a issue per se, like if Vinny DeHarnay said that, I might even chuckle about it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, sure, he's a little upset he's not playing. But this happens. The first game of Andrew Kane's knocked off the top line. I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't think I'm overreacting either. I Uh-oh. broke Waz's glasses. Well, I don't know. Don't so for his glasses. broke. <laughs> <laughs> I would tend to agree. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just trying to give Evander Kane the benefit of the doubt in this moment. And sometimes, you know what? You get caught in the moment and you say some stuff. Like yep. I think that Oilers team is is strong enough to like Evander Kane won't affect them that much if yeah. he does kind of go off the rails. And I don't think that Jay Woodcroft is really going to let it go that way too. And you know what? It's good to be spicy too. People it's like spicy like, Tyler on this spe- show. People call me spicy Liam after post game. People Friday. like the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's. That is true. Oh. Hey, who doesn't? So my girlfriend gets every time. I think it's, I can see why people are upset. I'm trying not to take it out of proportion. But now is an opportunity for Evander Kane to prove himself and prove why he should be in the top six every single night. To his credit, that second period was pretty good from his part. He had a couple of chances in overtime too when given the opportunity. Now it's time to hit the ground running, mm-hmm. Evander. Like, if you want to talk that kind of game, now you got Conor McDavid out for potentially a week or two. You're going to be on the power play and you're going to be in the top six a little bit more. Uh, good comment in here from Daki who said comfort breeds complacency, but he will bounce back. I think that is uh, very well said. The last thing before we get to our pal Matt Larkin here in a minute is I wanted to play this clip from Leon Dreisaitl, who was also feeling a little spicy after the game. What do you say to Stewart after uh, he went out to, to challenge that puck that went around the boards? What do you want me to say to him? He made a mistake, like big deal. Yeah, 
nothing, nothing to say to him. We all make mistakes. And our boy Leon. I like that. That's good. That's good spice. I'll say something. Okay. For all of you guys that question the locker room and the kind of group that they are, just go back and watch that clip every time. Stand up for your boy. Leon Dreisaitl didn't say anything bad about his teammate in that, and he just stood there and took the question and basically told that yep. person who asked the question to, to keep it down. Yep. Dude, that was an so incredible, incredible furrow of the brown. He's just... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, oh, man, Good I could watch that a hundred times over. That made me so happy. It was just, he said so many words with his eyes and eyebrows yeah, right there. It was great. Uh, all right, we're going to combine a couple of segments here. We're going to do our weekend recap for our friends at Greta. But to do it properly, we're going to go around the NHL and chat with our pal Matt Larkin from Daily Faceoff. Uh, Mr. Matt Larkin, you just listened to us talk Oilers for a little bit here. We're not doing that well from an outsider perspective. You can give us a nice vantage point here. Should we be freaking out about the Oilers or do you think it'll be okay? Well, if Connor McDavid was healthy, maybe things would be fine. But obviously there's reason to sound the alarm bells now. The record, I think, all time without McDavid is 19-22-9, and I think was the stat that I saw. But I'm going to spin it for you, Tyler, a little bit positively. I wonder if this is a galvanizing moment for the team. I don't think they've actually been playing that badly. If you look at territorially, they've been badly outchancing their opponents. They haven't been able to get a save. I know Leon's got to stick up for his boy, but the save percentage, 868 combined from Skidder and Campbell. But I'm wondering maybe if this is a moment that's going to cause the Oilers to simplify their game. If you look, they've been unlucky. Their shooting percentage near the bottom of the league. But maybe with McDavid not in the lineup, you just have to play a bit more of a grinding game. And maybe that's going to lead to some more high percentage type shots. And a few wins. I kind of have this weird feeling it's going to be a TSN turning point in a good way. Yeah, and that's kind of the way we were spinning it off the jump. I think he's going to miss less time than two weeks. Uh, Frank said he'd be stunned if McDavid's not in the lineup Sunday for the Heritage Classic, which would obviously be absolute best case scenario for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and we'll see if they can survive this. They got the Wild and the Rangers coming up this week. So, I mean, you, you wish this would have lined up with a softer spot in the yeah. schedule, but that's life. It hasn't been a great start to the year for the Oilers. They're one, three and one handful of teams off to flying starts. Vegas, Golden Knights, six and oh, holy shit. Colorado, five and oh, holy shit. Boston going Patrice who five and oh to start the year. They look incredible. Uh, which one of those threes maybe impressed you the most, Matt? Well, I would say the Boston Bruins in terms of relative to expectations. And you think I learn every single year I write them off. A year ago, I published a column called Bruins for Bedard? Question mark. They go out and win 65 games and just shove it down my throat. And again, going into this season, you look at the Atlantic Division. It's so condensed. The Sabres look better. The Red Wings look better. The Senators look better. And with so many pieces gone, Krejci, Tyler Bertuzzi, Orla, Bergeron, I figured this was going to be the year where the Bruins are going to have to come back in the pack and fight for a playoff spot. What do they do? 
Are they ever going to lose again? I just, they blow me away. And certain teams just have that winning culture. Often teams in that region, the New England Patriots for so many years, same thing. It didn't matter what the team was. They find a way to win. So the Bruins have impressed me the most. I also think the Golden Knights, obviously, 6-0 and start, very impressive. And it just shows when you keep the band together, other than Riley Smith, pretty much, and I guess Phil Kessel, it's not really a surprise when you think about it in hindsight that this team is still an absolute wagon. Yeah, I someone said it's the Bergeron ripple effect where like when you have a guy like that, and I mean, you could talk about their entire core that was there for the last 15, 20 years. When they leave, that culture just seems to like stay ingrained in them in a way. And I also, as scary as this sounds, I feel like that's almost what Vegas is building too. Like to come out when it is totally justified. If you win the cup and come out flat the next year, the jokes write themselves, Stanley Cup hangover, but no one gets hung over in Vegas. Like they look like a wagon again this year. It's remarkable. Yeah. And especially with Vegas, it's a matter of when this team is healthy, it can really roll. And obviously in the playoffs, they had everyone there. They had Mark Stone as healthy as he can be. They had Jack Eichel who had been dinged up during the year. Of course, the next surgery before that, he was looking good. And so far this year, you have again, Mark Stone at his best. Who knows how long that will last until the next tweak with that chronic back of his. But Jack Eichel now finally getting a chance to spread his wings. He's someone who I think people forget that for so long he was supposed to be a superstar in that draft class 2015 behind Connor. Jack would have gone number one in a lot of other drafts, and he just needs that extended stretch of runway where he's healthy and not getting hurt and missing significant chunks of time. And the longer he goes without the next injury, the more I think we're going to see him mature into, I don't want to say superstar, but that kind of global star level player that we always thought he was going to be. So it's not inconceivable that we get the best version, the best full season of Jack Eichel ever this year. The Detroit Red Wings are not undefeated, but they've won five in a row. Alex DeBrinkat is leading the NHL in points. Him and Dylan Larkin are toying with the opposition. Are the Detroit Red Wings legit or are they, as you like to say, a paper tiger? It's tough because obviously those teams that were condensed in the Atlantic, it was really Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit was the big question. Which one of those teams is going to be the one to break through this year? I actually had Detroit third among that group. I just thought that Steve Eiserman, the Iser plan was really about going after a whole lot of mid guys like JT Comfer and, and Andrew Kopp the year before, Justin Hole. I just wasn't that impressed with what he'd done until he brought in Alex Dabrinkit, finally a marquee player who's in his prime, who's one of the more underrated goal scorers in the league and playing with a really strong center, both ends of the ice and Dylan Larkin. And for Larkin, Dabrinkit's probably the best pure goal scorer he's ever played with. So on paper, that was a really nice union. I'm not actually that surprised to see it working so well. That said, I still think they're exceeding expectations a little bit. I like some of what Detroit has in the system, of course, long term. But if I look at this group, I still like what Buffalo has better. I still like what Ottawa has better overall. So I'm still pretty skeptical that this is the real version of the Red Wings. Yeah. What did you make of the Rasmus Anderson situation? Four games and now appealing. Yeah, it was uh, obviously an ill-advised hit. And what you're really looking at here, it's not so much the skates because they're on the ice for most of the time, but it's the launching angle. If you see the way, look at look at Rasmus's knees. He really shoots himself at an upward trajectory. The DOPS did not like that. And I think people have to understand if they're wondering why is the punishment so long? Well, it's in the CBA. The, co- the players collectively bargain this. If there's an injury, once the decision is made to suspend a player, only after that decision is made, the injury, the absence of the victim can lengthen the sentence. So that's why we're seeing a longer ban. It sounds like Patrick Line might be out for a little while. And I think with that knowledge, that's why we're seeing this longer ban. It was perceived as a pretty predatory hit from what I've been told. So I know there's the appeal, but I'm not too convinced that he's going to win it just based on the nature of the hit. Also, like it doesn't show it in the replay. I wasn't watching the game, but I saw the hit first and I'm like, oh, damn, that's bad. He should get two or three games for that at least. And then you hear, oh, there was like four seconds left in a 3-1 hockey game. Like you're obviously just pissed off looking to hurt someone. Like I think that should have played into it too. Like four games. I feel like you almost these are the hits you wanted to take out. This was like what they wanted to crack down on with headshots. I feel like you could have given them five or six, honestly. 
Yeah, I think you're bang on, Tyler. And that's true. It's a non-hockey play. When when the hockey is pretty much done being played for the night and that hit happens, it's clearly a non-hockey play. And I do think narrative, it really does matter. They look at the situation. They look at the score. Does this play actually have an impact on the game? And if it doesn't, they don't like it. That's always been sort of the way that they operate in the DOPS. That's the standard they try to use. So yes, it is subjective. Narrative 100% matters when they're evaluating whether whether a play should be suspended. Out in your neck of the woods, the Toronto Maple Leafs had quite the game on Saturday and it featured Joseph Wall stepping in, going 29 for 29 and leading the charge on a comeback win. I look at that guy and then I look at his contract for next year at 775K. You remember the Leafs and Samson. I've almost had to go to arbitration together. We'll do the Brian Windhorse meme again. Mm. Does it not make sense to just give Joseph Wall the crease for a while? Find out what you have, because if what you have is a number one goalie signed for under a mil next year, holy shit. Absolutely, 100%. And I honestly think that was the plan all along. That's why there was the hand wringing over the contract for Ilya Samsonov. That's why he's going to be a UFA at the end of the season. The Leafs know exactly what they're doing. And I think they've wanted this moment to come where Joseph Wool takes over. Obviously, the cap hit is amazing. And since the playoffs last year, he has outplayed Ilya Samsonov. Samsonov had a great regular season, was very shaky, very inconsistent in the playoffs. Wool stepped in. He's athletic. He's poised. He's got the big body. To me, he just looked like a number one goalie in there. And in his short NHL career, small sample size, 928 save percentage, he's done nothing to dissuade our confidence that he can be the next great one, the next great homegrown goaltender for the Leafs, which they have not had for a really long time. And I think it's funny, you know, if you follow my fantasy stuff, I wasn't just on the Joseph Wool train. I was the conductor of the train. I was all in on this guy taking the job. I thought it might have happened by January, but I think we're already at the hot hand situation now. Based on Sheldon Keefe's comments, he was very critical of Samsonov. I think if Joseph Wool has a great start against Washington, he's going to start the next game as well. And I think we're going to see a changing of the guard. I think we're already at that hot hand place right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs obviously made a ton of moves this year. We hear about it here and there in Edmonton, but like, how is how's it been with this new look Toronto with like Max Domi, Klingberg, Batuzzi, like Ryan Reeves as well? Obviously, a massive headliner. Is everything kind of forming together well? I wouldn't say so. And I made a really crappy joke that my wife was making fun of me for that, that new Brie Larson show lessons in chemistry. That's basically what the Leafs are this year. Uh, they are not gelling particularly well yet. It's been entertaining as a writer just to see so many new faces. Ryan Reeves has been great for the sound bites on Ice Impact. Not so great. John Klingberg obviously is bringing a lot offensively. He's quite the adventure defensively. We knew that. Max Domi, again, not bringing a lot on the defensive side of the puck. So he he's, you got to be careful with the way you deploy him. Even Tyler Bertuzzi, I just think chemistry-wise so far, he doesn't look like he can keep up with Matthews and Marner. Now we're hearing from Sheldon Keefe that Bertuzzi's banged up. That might explain it a little bit, but I'm not talking about foot speed because this guy played with Dylan Larkin for a lot of his time in Detroit, right? It's just, it's the mental, I don't know what the word is, mental agility. Zach Hyman has proven repeatedly it takes a really good player to play with superstar players and Tyler Bertuzzi, I'm not seeing that yet there. So it's going to take a while, I think, for this Leafs team to gel. I did predict them to regress a little bit and not be quite as dominant this year. And so far, what, I, what I've what i seen is consistent with what I predicted. Last area I want to hit on with you. Uh, tomorrow is going to be the first time that there are 16 NHL games on tap in one day. First time, 32 teams are in action. Frank and I debated this today on DFO Live. I am iffy on this whole thing. I love that they're trying it, but I'm kind of going... Really? A Tuesday night in the middle of October? Like, do it when you kick off the season or do it on a Friday or a Saturday. Where do you come out on this? Do you like it? Uh, I'm totally with you. And especially when you need to have one game on Monday and one game on Wednesday to compensate for this. It's like, uh, are we sure this is the best idea? I would love to see it on a weekend. Imagine you did it on, I know that obviously the players would never agree to this, but if we're just spitballing here, imagine you started at like 9 a.m. Eastern on a Saturday and you go the entire day, you stagger the games maybe half an hour apart, give each of them a little bit more spotlight. I haven't done the exact math there, but you get the idea. Just make it a weekend event. It would be so much fun. This is sort of, you know, you're cramming in you got vegas playing philly at 11 p.m eastern on a tuesday who's gonna watch that out here i'm sorry but it's not exactly a convenient start time it's a cute idea i give the nhl credit for trying and for staggering it is very cute i'm not convinced that tuesday is the best night of the week to do it 
9.45 p.m. Eastern start, Rangers Flames. There is nothing <laughs> that would ever surprise me more than, like, just the NHL schedule is so bad you hate every it. single day <laughs> of the week. Today we have one game. Yesterday we had two games. 16 tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. I work tomorrow. I can't even watch. <laughs> yeah, they started uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, so 4 o'clock Mountain tomorrow. Uh, regardless, it, it should be a somewhat fun night. A lot of highlights, a lot of that stuff. It'll be good. They're also doing down at the ESPN, like a red zone style thing. So it'll be fun. I just think maybe could have been executed better. Uh, this segment, though, was executed wonderfully, Mr. Larkin. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the the big old slate on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I go Matt Larkin from Daily Faceoff. You can find his work, dailyfaceoff.com. Join us on the Star Mechanical Guest Line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Find out more, starmechanical.com. CA, let's uh, continue along with the weekend recap. A couple of things caught my attention this weekend, but one was definitely Travis Dermott using Pride Day. Uh, The NHL obviously banned signature or theme nights back in June and then came out a few weeks ago and said, we're banning Pride Tape. Even though in the rule book, it says players can use tape adhesive of any color on their stick to control the puck or grip their stick. Okay. Uh, Travis Dermott basically says, what are you going to do about it? And all reports say the NHL sat there and went, uh, nothing. Just what, like, why does the NHL put themselves in this situation? Because now it's a story, right? Like great for, I good for Travis Dermott, like to stand up to the league and everything, but he should never have to, he should never have to put himself in that situation where he's like, am I going to get fined for this or suspended or whatever? And clearly he didn't care, which is good. But like, why, why do it, NHL? Why take away all these events? And it's not just about the pride stuff either, which is obviously very important, but like military nights gone. St. Patrick's yeah. Day is always a fun one to see what teams come out with, yeah. right? Like, there's so many different things, and it's just like you're just taking the spirit out of the game for no reason. So credit to, to Pat, uh, Patrick Dermott, Travis Dermott, for, for stepping up and trying to do something about it. I know Scott Lawton has, has come out and said previously yeah. that he's going to continue to do it and he doesn't care. I'm curious to see the ripple effect of yep. this now. I bet you we'll see some Oilers at some point this season do it. It'll happen. Um, all right. Dylan McBeth is in with a comment that I want to fight back against Dylan. We're dropping the mitts. He says, complaining about being in a different time zone is hilarious. Why do Premier League matches start at 4.30 in the morning? The Philadelphia Flyers have a game that starts at 11 o'clock in their time zone. I know it's taking place in Vegas, but Flyers fans won't be able to see their team play till 11. That is not the same thing as complaining about Premier League matches starting early in the morning. May I also give a suggestion on the Premier League matches? Sure. There is one time zone in England. There you go. It doesn't like that doesn't matter to us. Yeah. Because we are not in that we, city. That'd be like if a if a Flyers fan in Europe was like, God, the game starts at a bad time for me. Yes, that would be dumb. This is yes. 11 o'clock Eastern time for Flyers fans who are in the Eastern time zone. Totally different thing. Totally justified thing to be mad about. I get mad when Oilers games start at 8.30 in my time zone. I, I agree. I just like the NHL again. Just look. Just look at what you're doing. Just look at like the piece of paper and be like, oh wow, we scheduled Philadelphia and Vegas. What are the, let's just quickly, just as an experiment, what is another Eastern game, for example, that we could just do that? Like put Chicago in Vegas and do like Boston. You needed to yeah, something. you needed to schedule this. But like this there's so many teams that play East and West, Western matchups, like it's ridiculous. Like yeah. Dallas, Pittsburgh, Sharks, Panthers, like Colorado, New York. This is the same argument I had in the first week, the first day of the season. Like, if you're going to do this, and some of these games will be good, of course, like Chicago, Boston is a historic game, but make them meaningful. Like, give us some headliners here. Mm -hmm. Like, St. Louis, Winnipeg, divisional matchup. I get it, but it's like so irrelevant to to everything. I don't know. It's stupid. Never ending Um, battle, but I will fight forever. People complaining about us talking about pride tape. First off, Edmonton Initiative. As an Edmontonian, you should be very, very proud about it. I prefer my sports without politics. Gay rights, LGBTQ plus rights, they are not political. They're human rights. And we'll always talk about it because... I, I, I saw this funny photo and I thought I'd bring it in here. As this is what Travis Dermott said. I like it. I like there that Travis go. Dermott Attaboy. Travis Dermott, we like him. Uh, yeah. I just say like people are like, who cares? Like, what does it matter? It's just like... That's kind of the point in a way too. Like, yeah. why does the NHL care so much to make this a matter? Like, just let players do it. Like, players do if it. players don't want to do it, they don't shouldn't have to do it. But if players want to do it, they should do Especially it. Especially like, last year, like, we made such a big deal about doing it, and now you're not. It's, it's so flip floppy. Such back a and headline. Forth. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Yep. 
What else we got? Yep. <laughs> Let's get into the menu for our friends at DoorDash. Ding Liam, dong. Give me that ding dong. Ding dong. Yes, sir. This holiday season, DoorDash can be your holiday hack. Did you agree to host the big holiday party? And now you're running around being like, how am I going to get all of this done in time? You need to get groceries. You need to get gifts. It doesn't have to be that hard, Liam. It doesn't. You can make DoorDash your holiday hack, get your groceries, meals, and more delivered right to your door. And for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and Zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25, all capitals, NATION25. I'll be hosting the big event on Sunday for the big game. Ah, I'll be using, yes. last night we were discussing <laughs> what uh, what food we'll be grabbing. And I said, well, let's just use DoorDash. And get Wendy's. We'll get Wendy's. Baked <laughs> potatoes for everyone. <laughs> Everyone. For you today for lunch, <laughs> Tyler brought a baked potato in today. I oh, always go whip it out. I <laughs> ate my sandwich. A loaded baked potato, Aaron. <laughs> it actually does today. look pretty incredible. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Uh, shout out to my parents who gave me the potatoes yesterday. Hey, Their neighbor see, grew them. Do you know what would be like great? Like the video if you're in the chat. Yeah, oh, they grew the potatoes. What? They grew the potato? Yeah, my parents' neighbors did. It's a so great skill. Sense. Great life skill Farming. to be able to farm. Uh, drop a like if you're jealous that I have a baked potato for lunch. <laughs> Let me know also. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> also a liter of cola. What you're, <laughs> oh, another <yes>. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get rid of them. <laughs> if, you, if you grow vegetables, what's your favorite vegetable to grow? Yeah. That'll be on my menu. Tomatoes. I'll tell you something. It's always interesting after harvest season. How much vegetables i have yeah. i kid you not i might have had a potato every single night for the last like three weeks it is outstanding it's just so many potatoes um, How self-sufficient of you you know what you know what i was like getting at the farmer's market or my mama's garden she grows them sometimes peas. yep yeah how'd you know i was gonna say that it's just everyone just loves the peas they're also i like making because you know my big thing is taking vegetables and making them unhealthy yeah frying them up <laughs> with some soy sauce in there Ooh. <laughs> The nice salty, well, salty snack. We we grow peas too, and my girlfriend loves peas to the extent that like half the time we'll just get half the peas we actually grow because she'll just like pick one, put it in the bag, eat the other one, and it's just like, damn, like we got no. What happened to all the peas? I thought we grew so many. <laughs> yeah. so, well, don't eat lunch anymore. God I see. It. Blank Project agrees with me. Tomato is mine. I'm a tomato mm. guy. I pop cherry tomatoes like grapes. I can eat a tomato like an apple. I, really? I know that's weird. That's People gross. think that's weird. I, I'll eat sliced tomatoes left, right, and center. I have uh, I've recently come around to the vegetable uh, to the tomato game. It's a good game. A good game. They're a good game. Mm. Uh, someone dropped in there their favorite vegetable. Marsh. March. Sorry. March. Okay. Why did I say that? What did you uh, say? That was their name. <laughs> that's their name. <laughs> their name is March. Uh, cucumber. <laughs> Yep. Good to go. A good uh, cucumber. Yeah. That is a good one. Ranch. <laughs> you don't grow ranch. <laughs> I know, but you do cucumber and ranch. <laughs> yeah. You get that from the store, folks. Yeah, you gotta get you can't grow your own ranch. Uh is Liam still eating bananas during the game? Well, I wasn't planning on it anytime soon because I was hoping these first five games would be easy, but We'll see. I'm not that stressed mm-hmm. yet. Some people in the chat are saying their favorite vegetable to grow is marijuana, everybody. Grow up. <laughs> Trying to have an adult conversation. Yeah, Hit my DMs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, we don't have broadcasting regulations on the internet. We no, do whatever that we no, want. We, uh, we, we drank Crown Royal on the yeah. show last week. Uh, true, all right. The great. menu tonight. We got incredibly sidetracked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bad night in the NHL because the only game is Buffalo Montreal. Wow. Crazy. Um, NHL. Monday Night Football, though. Niners Vikings. Christian McCaffrey is going to play. He will play. Yep, which is good news for Brock Purdy. Yeah, it is good news. Thank goodness I managed to get ahead in my fantasy football matchup because mm-hmm. I do play against McCaffrey and I expect him to be out. But I do have James, uh, not James Madison. That's a football Alex player. Madison. Alex Madison. Also, Major League Baseball, quite the double dip tonight. Oh, that, oh that's yeah. where my eyes open. Yeah, three oh seven Mountain Phillies D backs, and then six o'clock Game Seven ALCS Astros. Rangers. The thing I always love about these late in the series playoff games too is watching starting pitchers being like, I'm good. Yep. Like yeah. Max Scherzer pitching, man. I think, on like two and a half days rest or something crazy like that. Uh Max Scherzer and Christian Javier. Scherzer's ERA, eleven point two five. Javier's ERA, one point six nine. 
Shows is 11. He got lit up in one of his starts. Yeah. yeah. Holy moly. It's like he, Stuart Skinner right now. Yeah. Don't yeah. look at it. Yeah. Gave up five earned in four innings against uh, Houston on the 18th. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Who, who go Phillies, go Rangers. Phillies and Rangers. Is that what we're thinking? Well, I mean, everyone's just saying Houston. Watching no, Altuve hit that home run in the top of the ninth the other night, Tyler. I just hate that guy's face now, though. Yeah, but I also don't like the Rangers, so I'm kind of just like, Ugh. I'm just rooting for the yeah. Phillies. He just go, has the clutch. Go Frank. Go Frank. Go Frank. Frank will be here. For Frank. Go Frank. Frank will be here later this week. Yes. Okay. So a uh, breakdown of everything we have coming up for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, we're going to have someone from Minnesota mm-hmm. to give us some insight on the Minnesota Wild. We're going to have our pal Bruce Kerlock on at some point this week. I'm going to text him. Probably Wednesday or Thursday. I kind of want to wait and see if Gagne is going to get in the game then chat with him after that. But there's still enough to talk okay. about uh, down in Baco. So we'll have him on at some point. Frank Saravalli is coming to Edmonton for the Heritage Classic. Nice. So I think we'll have him live on the couch Friday. Okay. I sent him a picture of the snow today. And I was like, <laughs> giddy up, Mr. Saravalli. Yeah. Enjoy your driving. Yeah. How are the road? How's it looking out there? Road's not great. It stops snowing? No, it's still snowing a little. You know what was weird, actually? So the roads in from, from my neck of the woods were pretty snowy, mm-hmm. you know, but you, whatever, you drive carefully. But once you go into the little valley down here, the roads are bare. Oh, that was very interesting. I was here at 7 a.m., and there's a guy in his little four by four thing doing all the roads, doing the sidewalks around yeah, here. Man. You Shut need up. that. That's the lifeblood. Shout out to those people. But can I just say the worst thing about the snow is when you go to get in your car and to like turn it on and to like grab your brush oh, yeah. and you open the door and oh. all the snow falls in. I know. Just like, ugh, what am I supposed to do about this? So if you can remember, bring your brush inside the night before. I know. I thought it's about tough that though. Too. It's tough. Because then you can at least to... brush off that part. I know. And then you're like, oh, I could get it with my sleeve, but then no you, you got a wet sleeve. And then you, no matter how well you think you get it, snow still gets in. You have heated seats. No. Uh, I have heated seats and then Nation Truck. Shout out to Shirt for the Giant. Um, (laughs) But then it melts and your ass is wet when you're driving to work and it's just uncomfortable. Kelly, use your glove and wipe it off. Well, don't use gloves. I'm a man. Bare hands. Bare hands. I use driving gloves. No, I don't. Winter driving gloves. I do too, yeah. With the touch fingers. Not me. I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, Not me. I see Bat in here said surprise producer Aaron is supporting the Phillies after they beat the Braves. It's for Frank. Bat, yeah, we love Frank. Fun. Friends support friends. Right, similar mm-hmm. to like I'm a massive baseball fan, but similar to hockey. Like once my team's done, I'm done. Don't watch the rest. It's hard for me to watch because I keep seeing all these electric moments and I'm like, God, I just wish the Jays were still in. Uh, All right. We're getting towards the end of the show. We are nine likes away from our goal. If you're watching on the Oilers Nation YouTube, hammer the like button. If for whatever reason you're not subscribed, you should hit the subscribe button as well. Uh, Let's wrap up the show with our Betway bets for this evening. Anything you like on Monday Night Football? Who's the game again? Niners, Vikes. What's the spread? Seven. Mm, it's in it's in, it's in many what's oh, Jordan many. Addison's line at because with no Justin Jefferson yeah I like Jordan Addison to do some oh. damage this evening uh Jordan Addison plus 220 to catch a TD I might get on that yeah, well, I also like George Kittle to get a TD at plus 145 what is and if he gets um, one he might get two <laughs> it is tight end weekend oh it's now squad ride George Kittle 12 to 1 two TDs yeah I am a I'm a Hawkinson guy Oh, T-Hawk. T-Hawk, former Lion. Hey, I got uh, Dallas Dallas Goddard, first touchdown scorer yesterday, plus 1,800. Dallas? Oh, I thought for some reason I thought you were talking about... um, Remember Kenny Galladay? Yeah, of course. That guy fell off real fast. Yeah, I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, Dallas Goddard was a good one. I'll go with that. And you know what? Swinging it back to the NHL. Tage Thompson. Anytime? I'm in. Anytime goal score. I know he doesn't have one yet this season. And I do. I I can't get this up, but whatever his odds are. Uh, How about plus 325 Thompson and Caulfield to each score tonight? Thompson. Mm. Plus what? 325. Caulfield. I love Cole Caulfield. I know. I'm all over his shot prop tonight. He's hit five shots in three straight games. Line is three and a half, paying minus 120. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Caulfield. Well, it's good to add him. Although. I'm doing a little article right now on Philip Broberg. It's not been as bad. It's not been bad. Not Who been do you bad. think his best defensive partner has been so far this season? Probably Brett Kulak. No, worst. 
Vinny Dayhane. Vinny Dayhane. Broberg, Vinny, maybe a third pairing to watch. It's not bad. I mean, it's The future not, is now, people. They've, they've allowed one goal at five on five, I believe. And I think they might have scored one as well. They, they've been fine for yep. a third pairing. And the pairing allows Broberg to be a bit more yep. expansive in his game. Broberg's a good, like, distance passer, very subtly good at quick in the, uh, moving the puck distance. Um, I don't mind him. I don't yep. mind him. Not bad. Like there's one, like he's like minus four on the season, but one of the goals he was on the ice for for a high danger chance was, um, do you remember the first goal that oh, is allowed where Garland goes into the net? Yeah. It's like, okay, well he's pressuring Elias Pedersen on the blue line and Pedersen puts it on a, on the tape of Garland. And that's like mm-hmm. high danger chance against for Broberg. He's like, ah, that's not his fault, but he's been fine. All right. Uh, Quickly, tomorrow, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Um, I use the Ford app, by the way. Shout out to Sherwood Ford. Start my car from, from the phone. Start it right now. Well, I'm not leaving the office for oh, like four hours. I thought you were starting. I don't believe I you. you did. <laughs> also, a uh, brand new episode of the show tomorrow from the Sports Closet Studio. Keep passing me that jersey. Oily Gordo asked a question, so I told him I'm going to answer The glasses are out. Wants to know if there's a fight strap on this. Oily Gordo, there is. You can pick up yours. At the sports closet, sportscloset.ca. Thank you, Liam. Welcome. Ty, does your dad have glasses? Yeah, he does. You, I, I was getting a lot of it right I there. I look like my dad when right I wear there. glasses, minus the mustache. Um, Take although, bring well, him, well, do, should I bring coming. it back? Uh, all right. Shout out to Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, Star Mechanical, DoorDash, and Betway. That's a wrap. Shout out to everyone for helping us hit our like goal over on the YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow, 1201 Mountain Time, short for giant game day edition of the show. And we'll have our Wendy's game notes as well. I'm trying to point to the thing. It's up there. <laughs> Anyways, drive safe, everybody. Happy Monday. It's on the screen, Liam. Oh. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.